preachers at the church like to say, we ain't gonna take long, but we're going to take our time. We'll talk about all the TV, movies, and music that define our everyday blackness. Welcome to the Black Card Podcast. What's going on, everybody? This is your boy, Bird. I'm April D. And I'd like to welcome y'all to another episode of the Black Card Podcast. This is episode 036. That's what you said. 36. I guess that's right. I hope it's right. Yeah, we've been doing this over a year now. Oh, that's crazy. Y'all, like, y'all don't even know, like, Bird hit me up with the, like, idea I didn't. I thought I was gonna be like a special guest one time, and here I am. <laughs> Do you remember when we was in the kitchen doing it at the table? Yes, and recorded the first episode like three times. Bruh, oh my god, we had bad mics, y'all. We we're not gonna just bring y'all anything. Doc, I be judging other folks. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. Other podcasts, I be I, judging y'all. I have cut on a podcast before, and I was like, oh, uh, uh-uh. uh. <laughs> and put it right off, like no man, no man. You know what that's like? Check what? this out. It's like you know how we got HD. Uh-huh. You remember SD standard definition? Yeah. It's like standard definition for your ears. Yeah, it's like, like uh-huh. 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 you know uh-huh. HD audio. Girl, you ain't even try. Right, like no. We're broke, broke podcast. <laughs> We're <laughs> like, not yeah. one of them. Look, invest, invest. Now, I, you know, I actually got a call today from a guy. He's talking about um, him and his friends starting a podcast, and um, you know, he asked me like, "Hey, what you know, equipment? How do I use you know the dis- distribution um, website and shit like that?" Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Am I a podcaster?" You are a pod. Like y'all, I'm gonna tell y'all straight up. Like Bird does all of this like equipment stuff. I just show up because I'm not finna set up no mic. Now, and listen, it is the easiest thing in the world, and it's not like April isn't capable. I'm very capable. I'm just not finna do she it. She has zero interest. Like, like I show up. Hey. The crazy shit is when this podcast takes off. Like, you're going to be, like, the shining star. Like, people going to herald you. Like, oh, hey, do you think we get April to, to be on this? Do you think we can get her for a moment to speak here? Blah, blah, blah. Like, she ain't even do no work. She, she ain't even, even put the no shit mic. together. She I, ain't even want to do this shit. I put in for the little, you know. She tried to leave us. I did. I did try to leave. I'm still here, though. Yeah. I'm in and out. I got a lot going on personally. So, you know, I'm glad. When I can come in, I'm glad to be here. This is like a toxic relationship. I know. Like, <laughs> I come when I can, but when I can't, I just don't show up. And She leave us on red. Look, and then I be, like, looking up, and it be a whole new episode posted with other people. I be like, dang, like, who is this? <laughs> Barry will text a group, new episode posted. With who? Because I didn't know. <laughs> I did not know. Hey, look. Hey, look. Hey, look. Hey, look. When she started seeing the, the, the episodes being posted without her. Now, now, keep in mind, like, she she knew, like, that it was no, like, barrier to entry. Like. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, it was like, hey, she said she had some stuff going on and she was doing a, you know, bop, bop, bop. Like, all right, cool, whatever. Hey, she's like, let me get my shit together so I can come on back before these motherfuckers get too used to not having me. <laughs> exactly. A bunch of dudes on here talking crazy. No. And then the craziest shit. That one, um, becoming aware of your wife. Mm-hmm. <laughs> numbers. 
Yeah, because I mean the title in itself, but like, yeah, like. But the stuff y'all was saying, y'all know if I was Don't here. Don't you ever get too comfortable? Okay, Drake. <laughs> now that was a uh, Wayne. And Wayne wasn't it? I mean, and Drake. That was Drake too. To the left, to the left. Okay, maybe it was just Drake. I mean, Wayne. Yeah, that was Wayne. Yeah, that was Wayne. But no, nah, I think it was somebody else on the who was on the course. I'm not saying this to take dinner. I don't know. Like I can hear the chorus, but I don't know who who it was though. I have no idea. Speaking of collaborations. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness, y'all. So if you know me, anything about me, y'all know I am a Meg. Like I'm a Meg fan. Meg ah. the Stallion. Like I remember the first time somebody sent me one of her songs, Big Old Freak. I thought it was a joke, but uh. like I, me and Tina Snow. Yeah, I just, yeah, I just. That's my girl, and so you know, last year we had all the controversies or whatever with um, Meg and Tori and all that they had going on. So recently, I don't know if y'all have been out on the internet. The baby internet and Tori Lanes got a little song together. Mm-hmm. And the clip that I saw, I ain't watched the whole thing because I'm not, mm-mm. but the clip that I saw, Tory Lanez come out of somewhere with guns in his hands doing whatever. And I was just like, oh, Lord. And then the baby is on the song, too. So, of course, you know, Meg is also happily in a relationship now with Party. Mm-hmm. Partisan Fontaine. But so I don't know much about him. He he did, Um, he wrote... Cardi B's uh um what you call it uh, 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 um uh how to get a bag or some um that song uh that one you say you don't need a nigga for nothing uh Benjamin Button yeah 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 you getting better every night got that Benjamin Button yeah he wrote that okay and he's wrote. Like, so he's a writer. Yeah, he's a writer. And he's, like, credited with writing, like, a lot of Cardi shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he's just a really popular, really good writer. So, y'all, of course, Meg's not too happy that... Because, you know, Meg and the baby got songs together. They work together. Like, the baby act like he was, like, team Meg. But now he then went and made a song with Tori. So the baby made a tweet. He said, I don't even go back and forth with my own... B words on the net. Now I'm on this MF going back and forth with another nigga woman about some stuff. Other another nigga accused me of how that work. Y'all niggas hell. Happy Juneteenth though. We started this B off with a bang, didn't it? So party came back and said you a clown A nigga doing clown A stuff. Then trying to backpedal. Nigga, that's what it is. You don't ever gotta address her again party said this matter ain't about no public opinion or internet beef so nigga let a lot of that weak stuff slide so there's even more tweets where it's just like you know party party basically would stand up for his girl she had some uh meg had some words for the baby yeah you know what i'm saying and 
you know, the baby had some, you know, he did, like, the baby was more so, like, clarifying some stuff, and, you know, he tried to do a screen record of, like, basically how he feels like his uh, page was tampered with because he couldn't, like, undo a retweet or something like that. He had did a screen record of it. But <laughs> his response to party, I can't remember exactly what it was. Man, it was funny. I know what she, I, like, I already know what she's talking about, but I don't know. Like, I, I can't find it. But. Oh, he he said, "Uh, you must not know about me." Yes, hit him with the Beyonce. <laughs> and uh, okay, so let so let's back it up. We'll take it one part at a time. Let's start off with the baby and Meg, right? Mm-hmm. So the baby might have, might might not have retweeted um, something about you know. Well, let's start off. Let's let's back it up even further. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about the baby working with Tory Lanez? Mm. So I'm not gonna lie to y'all. I'm gonna be very honest. I am teammate. Mm-hmm. I stop fooling with Tori. Tori, come on in, in on Apple Music or in my car. I cut the song. So based on personal preferences, when Tori come on, I cut him off. So the baby and Tori, when I saw that, I was like, e. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. Especially since like. Meg and the baby had a song, but also like they at work. Mm-hmm. Like the way I'm at work, there's people that I have to work with that I don't like. Mm-hmm. Don't agree with what they do, but we got a job. Right. I gotta eat. So I get it. However, when you're at that, when you're famous, it's like a little like how you move. Everybody looks at every single step, like everything you do. So. For me, I looked at the situation like this. Um, since the shooting situation mm-hmm. to now, Meg has skyrocketed. Like, ain't no coming down for her. She's she's out of here, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and her and the baby kind of start off. I ain't gonna use the term together, but you know they had what twenty, what eighteen, nineteen, whatever. Where they shared that year, basically. Yeah. Like being everywhere you know like they were just their year um and she like kind of surpassed him from there and uh some people were on the internet saying like you know the baby was wrong he shouldn't have fucked with toy you know the meg's probably his girl whatever and the way i look at it is like hey when you're in the industry or when you're on that level i don't care what you feel about tory tory has a knack for making like a banger like he makes a hit. That's why I hated that he did what he did. Cause I really like I've been to a Tory Lanez concert. Mm-hmm. I liked Tory, but like now I'm Tory just makes like, good music. When I hear him, I'm like, mm. so because even if you so, the thing is to ask the baby mm-hmm. to literally turn away what could possibly be a smash single mm-hmm. out of loyalty for Meg when. Ain't nobody talking about it, really. Ain't nobody really thinking about it. Like, and Meg's career has progressed without it. You know, I feel like that would be asking, you're asking too much of the baby at that point in time. Because especially, like, now that we have, you know, access to, like, you hear these stories about different situations where, you know, let's say, um, um, dang, um, what song was it? It was like, like, let's say, like, uh, 
Let's say Hotline Bling. We'll just use Hotline Bling for an example because I can't think of what song I was thinking of. Okay. We'll hear stories from producers who are like, oh, I wrote this song for this person and they turned it down. Mm-hmm. So then it's like the baby don't want to be that person like, hey, I turned down this song with Tory Lanez for Justin Bieber. And next thing you know, it's on number one on the Billboard charts for 13 weeks straight. Right. So he like and how you missing out on money. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Are you out here, let's say you put out it, you put out a song and that shit don't do what it's supposed to do. So I'm not fucked up with the baby for working with Tori, especially that the situation is still funny in my uh, in my eyes, if you ask me. It still just don't We still don't know exactly what happened. And like I tell y'all I'm teammate. I really don't but we really don't know exactly what happened. And, you know, I had this argument the other day. It's like, I can't defend or really ride for somebody that don't ride for themselves. Like, Meg really ain't came out and said, like, hey, whoop-de-whoop, this what happened. We just know Gunn, Tori, her and Kelsey fell out. And everybody everybody that was involved, everybody that was in the car, like, got, like, a different version of the story. Hey, I forgot that Kelsey did that diss track. And stuff like that. <laughs> it was just so much. I saw Kelsey the other day on, on IG. I was like... Oh girl, you goddamn, you just out of here. You just out here in the wind. Sis tried. Right. So, but yeah. So I ain't too mad at the baby. Um now party. I mean, he's standing up for his girl. Like, okay. I'm a girl. If my man like come behind me. Mm-hmm. Just don't get beat up in the parking lot. But like <laughs> I hope y'all know the reference that she talking about. <laughs> stand up for me. Stand beside hey, me. Stand hey, what's that TikTok? Me. That's my man. I'm going to stand. I'm going to stick beside. I'm going to stand behind. What he said. I'm going to stand beside. I'm going to stand beside him. Stand stand beside him. <laughs> yep, that's Look, my man. This is your man. <laughs> yes. And I'm going to stand beside him. I sure am. Like, party said, I'm going to stand beside me. So, this the thing, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think most, like, guys kind of understand this. Like, Party had, like, a little too much dip on his chip coming out the gate, bro. But- First of all, because the baby is crazy. The baby is crazy. He he known for beating folks up for no reason. The baby got a beat-up on camera. Yeah, two beat-ups on camera. And literally two bodies. Like, dead bodies. Like, they ain't coming back. Cancel Christmas. Like, this shit is over with. Like, you really are, like, he's, in his response, which is literally the scariest thing in the world, he ain't even get mad. He was like, oh, this nigga think I'm for play play. Like, Kofos was in the time, but like, oh, party like 6'3", and the baby, blah. like, you think the baby gonna fight this motherfucker? Is that what you think? Pew, pew. <laughs> so... I like party. You could have like I understand you trying to stand up for your girl and shit like that, but you kind of came out the gate strong. You know what I'm saying? Like he could have came, he could have said something along the lines of like, "Hey, my boy, you know what I'm saying this is my old lady, you know, and I understand y'all got a business relationship, but you gonna have to respect the you know respect the when you speak to her, this but that, and the third. Why does this have to take place on social media? Very true. Like, I feel like, okay, if we worked on a song together, I probably got your number. I could probably just hit you up. Like, okay, here go his number. Like, hey, let me hit him up. He's uh, Bob and the baby is Sam. Mm-hmm. 
like, hey, look, it ain't even Barbara and Shirley, but it's like, <laughs> hey, check me out. Like, y'all got this going on. I don't know what you got going on with Tori, but I don't like that. But it's like the social media, because like, now we got to see it. So now you right. involve the world into your business. And so now the baby got to clown you. Like, right. And so, like. Because the funny thing is now, uh, Mr. Fontaine, uh, the it's actually your move. Because the baby basically said, like. You must not know about me. <laughs> like, he, like he, I'm about that action. Oh, so, and we know this. And we, so. He got receipts. So now it's like. How I look at the situation, like, let's say there's a award show, some shit, mm -hmm. and they in the same building. Yeah, I'm gonna look at party, like, so what you gonna do, party? Oh, what's up? Like, you gonna you gonna approach that man? Oh, what's up? <laughs> so, I don't, I don't know, man. But like you said, man, it was a, it played out on social media kind of unnecessarily. Yeah. Like, that's the part I don't get because it's, like, the attention part of it. Like, mm -hmm. you, I mean, like, stand up for me publicly. Mm -hmm. Also, though, like, it's just. Because I don't even remember, the, like, I don't think the baby even said anything disrespectful no, to me. No, no. The video just came out and it was just, like, all of a sudden it was just, like, I think Meg shot her shots and party said what he had to say. But it's, like, are y'all doing it for us? Because, you know. We gonna watch. Oh yeah, I'm gonna watch every second of it. Like we gonna wait for it, and shout out to all the different platforms that put all that stuff together for us, so we could just look at it all at once. But let me see something, cause I got a question. I wonder something. The question is. Yep. What? I was wondering where Partisan Fontaine was from. Where he from? It's on say Canada. Nah, New York. What part? New something, Newboro, mm -hmm. New York, or some shit like that. But the, the reason I bring that up is there's a different – we operate differently in different, you know what I'm saying, in different areas. Mm -hmm. So – Where the baby from? Uh, what's that, North Carolina? He's a southern nigga. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? It's kind of like we don't like all them words, and we don't, mm -hmm. take, them, and we don't take them lightly. Mm -mm. You know what I'm saying? But I said at the same time, we ain't – Really about exchanging words either. So Parson Fontaine came out, popped, capped all that shit. You know what I'm saying? The baby probably like, oh, okay, I'm gonna have to see you. And he laughing some of you. You must not know about me. Cause, that, cause I mean that's kind of how we are down here. Cause I, quick story, same situation. I was uh in the on the north side, mm -hmm. hooping. Mm -hmm. Some guys from Oakwood from New York. Was down here, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, they were hooping, and we were playing, and they just like they were talking a lot. They was just really saying a lot. So they was like, "Hey, B, get your hand foul, foul. Quit touching me, money. Like I swear, if it, like keep that shit off me, like foul, get ball up. Like this is like their actions, right? And I'm looking around, and I'm seeing a lot of niggas that went to school with me but didn't finish school with me. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so. And the crazy thing is, like, they had picked me up on their team, and I'm the only one, right, from right here. And I'm, I never forget this shit. I stopped them, and I told them, I like, hey, man, just chill out, man, because we don't really – I understand you ain't from around here, man. We really don't like all them words, man. Like, them niggas on the other side, man, they kind of getting offended, man. You just want to chill out. Like, we just hooping. He like, nah, son, nah. Nah, I'm from Brooklyn, baby. We don't play that shit. As soon as he said that shit, I like, all right. <laughs> 
them niggas from Northwood, so I don't know what that means. But I bullshit you not. Game started. The next game started. We didn't make it to the second point. When I say them Northside niggas whooped the shit out of them New York boys, I'm talking about beat the brakes off of them. And I like. I tried to tell you. Tried to tell you, man. You ain't from around here, man. We don't like. People don't operate the same way. Like just like this situation. Partisan, partisan Fontaine putting all them words and like capping all this shit. And the baby, words like, don't mean nothing. Right. And the baby like, oh, for real? Oh, that's bit. So, I don't know. We'll see how that shit go. Speaking of, you must not know about me. <laughs> you could find another you in a minute. Trick Daddy. Let the fact see. that we're even talking about this man. Hold right on, hold now. on. Let me see if I, I, I had it pulled up. Go ahead and pull it up. All right. So, this is Trick Daddy. He was on Clubhouse, said some things about Beyonce. Right. Of all people. And this is what from the rumor report on The Breakfast Club. Really sing, and Jay Z is not as great as people say he is. Uh, here is Trick Daddy talking about Beyonce. Beyonce with her cause she see money. Beyonce ain't trying to give back the music and that. Beyonce don't write music and Betty can sing her mother. So Beyonce can't sing. Beyonce is the R and B where Jay Z is the New York. That's why they together. What? So that was his thing. And then he went on on another point in time and went on to say like he feels like well, how do you feel about that to start with? Let's start. Let's 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 take it piece by piece. That was his initial statement. I mean, okay, y'all. I'm a believer that people can have their opinions, but you know, you got to be aware when you put your opinions out there, what the repercussions of those opinions might Wait, be. Wait, but, but let, we're not going to get to the repercussions just yet. Okay. So but first, talking about like, how do you? What's your reaction to his statement? His initial statement. I can't like so it's it's funny to me because you know when you think of trick daddy ain't nobody think about trick daddy <laughs> so like <laughs> like you might have had a couple hits so for you to put out such a bold statement it's like mm-hmm. who are you who is you to judge mm-hmm. so he went on to um, say in another platform Mark Lamont Hill. That was who we, that's who we was talking he was to. On, he was on something with Mark Lamont. Uh, y'all, for those y'all don't know, uh, mm, Mark Lamont Hill, if you ever hear this. If these words hit your ear. That's if what, these words hit your ear. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know that that was your. That's my news crush. Like, that man is so fine. Okay. Anyway, what was he talking about? Trick Daddy, Beyonce. <laughs> yeah. So he was on there with Mark Lamont Hill, mm-hmm. and I guess that was the interview where he went on to kind of elaborate, and he said that he doesn't feel like Beyonce can sing because he feel like those that can sing were Whitney, Mariah, Adele. Make you close your eyes. Yeah, he said close your eyes, make you make it. Because he he said Beyonce, he said he would give her an eighty five. Yeah, he did. He said he gave her 85. He said she's the best performer ever. Like, she up there. And, um, response to that. You have your opinion. Like, I mean, like, you can have your opinion, sir. Me. What? The wildest thing that it fucked with me so bad. What was that? Is because I, uh, let me use the term when I say I agree. 
Oh, Lord. No, 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 no. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. The only reason I say I agree is because those three names that he said, I've always said could sing better than Beyonce when brought up in conversation. Who? So Whitney Houston. Whitney, Mariah, and Adele. Mm-hmm. Like, I've always said those three. But I never, under any circumstance, ever said that Beyonce couldn't sing. Right. Like, that's the kind of... He was like, I said she couldn't sing. Like, so, sir. So, but when he put context to it, Bird. I like, well, if that's the line that you like to draw in the sand, that's fine. Because I feel like Jasmine Sullivan, one of the best... Jasmine Sullivan and Kelly Price, one of the best singers we got out. And Brandy's like up there in that top tier also. Like, I love Brandy's voice. I feel like she had the smoothest voice. Yes. Okay, I don't want to take us off course. I just want you to remember this. Jasmine Sullivan did something on her Instagram stories. Really? She oh! Was- oh, I know exactly what well, you're talking about. We come back to that. Oh, listen. After the break, we, this ain't even in the docket, but we're going to put that shit in. I'm so glad you because said I that. I was so weak at that today. Oh, like, my God. It is. I, why did I not put this here? Okay. I know y'all hear the excitement feeling this shit, but this shit is so wild. Coming back to it. Yeah. But you just said her name, and I was like, we can't lose we that. We can't. Can't. Oh, my God. Because y'all probably didn't. Uh, anyway. Anywho. So, yeah. So, I don't. All right. That's my statement on that. Now you can go back to the repercussions because, of course, the hive got involved. Okay, yeah. So, like, y'all know how the beehive comes behind Beyonce. So, Trick Daddy said what he had to say. You could say Beyonce sneezed wrong and the beehive going to come behind her. That's how I started the beehive before. I could believe it. I just, I just don't know why you would do that. So, y'all, Trick Daddy got a restaurant. The Beehive went to Trick Daddy's restaurant and started, or to Google and started leaving reviews, like bad reviews about his restaurant. Mm -hmm. They done trolled his restaurant. They've trolled his Instagram page, all types of stuff. And, you know, so like, if y'all don't know, like, we kind of have like a podcast group text, whatever. And Bird was like, I can't believe this ticket that far. And I'm like, you know how the Beehive comes behind Beyonce. If you say something about Beyonce, they're going to have something to say about it. I feel like that's so whack, bro. Like, I honestly feel like that whack. Because let me let me explain my perspective. Okay. I feel like that's whack because what he did was actually nothing derogatory towards her. He, he just, his thoughts isn't in line with what they believe he should think. He just really gave an honest opinion. Because the thing about it, Beyonce, I can almost put money on it. Beyonce is never going to address this. Fuck no, he should, she shouldn't. I wouldn't even want to address yeah, this. Yeah, like no. Like it's not. It's not. It's literally it's not. Trick daddy. It's not like so because it's trick. It's honestly not worth addressing by anybody at all. So, but this is the thing. Like I'm all. I totally understand the social media bully. Like so, not, not. I feel like the social media responses. I understand in the comments, the tweets. All that shit, the other like think pieces, all that shit. I feel as though that shit is okay because that's within realm of just all opinion based. Mm-hmm. It's all opinion based. Now, the okay. reason I don't fuck with the restaurant rating shit is because that has actual impact. That has l- literal impact that pulls you down to your Google searches. That actually has an impact to your the business of your restaurant. That has nothing to do with what you said and it's not like 
how when people have these kind of reactions to when like people make racist statements and things like that and like don't you know what I'm saying like that's a little much just because you like somebody's music because let's not get away from what's actually the actual factual here is you're just people that like this person's music right that's all it is she's you've she's never given you any money she's never done anything personally to you personally for you and I know to some other people this sounds egregious but no I'm just being like I'm trying to make a little bit more of distance by pointing out the actual distance between like fandom and reality and I hear what you're saying but like we know how Beyonce fans come behind Beyonce like when he made his statement we know how Beyonce fans come behind Beyonce. I was not surprised about the restaurant. I was like, I can't even feel bad because. But not being you surprised know is one thing, though. How not, people come behind Beyonce. But that doesn't make. What we're talking right now is like, it is it acceptable or not? Like, like somebody needs to be like, like we're here on this podcast to give our perspectives of the world around us, mm-hmm. and I just do not believe that actions, those actions, are acceptable. And I feel like somebody, like people, have to say it. You know how people come behind Beyonce. I just, I don't, I don't know. Like, you can't control people. I know how people come be- come behind Beyonce. All right, so let's say this. Me. Mm-hmm. I've said on this podcast a trillion times how much I do not like Jay-Z's music. I don't think he that fire. I don't get it, right? Mm-hmm. It's one thing for people to tweet, comment, even leave a one-star review whatever i ain't even tripping off that but if let's say this podcast had something actual that they like pulled money from Mm -hmm. another outside business for somebody who's like a group of people that just heard that oh he doesn't like jay-z and to do things like not even pertain to the business but like this people are leaving leaving reviews you've never been to the restaurant right you're just lying you're literally just lying i'm not saying it's right i don't understand that's all i'm saying and that's what i'm saying i'm saying it's like People got to, like, hey, calm down. Because the thing is, as much as you may not like, I ain't going to say you may not like Trick. As much as you don't like his statement, mm-hmm. him as a person mm-hmm. is still, uh, I don't want to use the term cornerstone, mm-hmm. but he is still somebody in music, in mm-hmm. our music. Mm-hmm. You know, because a lot of these folks, y'all, y'all might not have been around for you on now. You know like, that. Trick Daddy had a, like, uh, 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 uh. What the world gonna be? Mm-hmm. Uh, baby, cause I'm a thug. Like, Trick Daddy had like a, a run run. Right. You know what I'm saying? So he still did what he did in music. And there's a large portion that appreciate that that time. So what y'all doing now is literally out of bounds. Like, and especially I'm pretty sure like you said, Beyonce probably ain't thinking shit about it. Think you think you jumped in her defense? She ain't thinking shit about it? Beyonce ain't finna come even address Trick that Like, I'd be mad if she did, low-key. She ain't. But, like, the Beehive, they just don't play. And I just, if you gonna say something about Beyonce, you just be, you better be ready for the repercussions. But that's why I, th- I feel like you giving them, like, I feel like them and those in who consider, you the Beehive is not real. What? The Beehive isn't real. Damn. Where do they reside? What's their email address? This what? has been 36 episodes, guys. <laughs> it's been swell. 
god. Because Bird wants us to be canceled so bad. <laughs> Golly. Hey, listen, bro. Some of that ain't exist. All right, they said they're gonna show you. Oh god. Listen, hey, hey, listen, check it out. All these episodes we've been talking about how folks don't send us emails. Child, that email gonna be jumping. I'm gonna be like, all right, all right. Hey, look, I'm at the text shop. I'm like, hey, I'm sorry, guys, my bad, my bad. Hey, look, so y'all just go ahead and subscribe to the black card too. We gonna start another one. <laughs> they ran this one in the ground. Child, but nah, man, like for real, I'm, st- I'm still back on the shit, and I and I I do feel how I feel that that is out of bounds in this particular situation mm-hmm. you know people talk about cancel culture and things like that it's different one th- like when we talk about bill cosby and r kelly and shit these are folks did actual crimes they actually harm people mm-hmm. treat that as just express his opinion right. that's like that's all it is literally all it is so i feel you i just it's like it's one of those things where it's like okay you yes you do have what i think is right versus what i think is wrong but also like when I make a comment or when I make a statement, I know what the repercussions might be. You say something about Beyonce, everybody know about the Beehive. Beehive but, ain't new. So, but okay, no. So let's not go outside. Let's let's keep going further. All right. Let's say okay. Let's say he made that statement about Beyonce and somebody go punch him in the face. Who trick daddy? Yeah. Let's say let's say trick daddy go outside and somebody punches him in the face because in Beehive and, and they repping Beehive and they go assault this man. I wish y'all could have just seen how he just threw a beehive. Like, <laughs> beehive? Stop. Because. I ain't even trying to. Wow. <laughs> like, I tried to look past it, but it was beehive? No. All right, so somebody goes and punches Trick Daddy in the face because he's playing with Beyonce. Now, playing in her face. So, like, you just said, you like, oh, you talk bad about Beyonce. You got to understand there's repercussions. Like, are we out, are, are, is that, are we still on board? Are you still on board with your with your initial statement? That's such a hypothetical, like, what if I done, 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 Okay. Um, because yeah, the reason. I don't think, like, I honestly don't think it's right that they're going to the to the restaurant. That's but, all I'm saying. But it's, it's, but I don't necessarily say it's right. But you know how people come behind Beyonce. So. But what I'm looking at, I'm just talking about progression. Okay. Because we went from keeping it on social media, like yeah. the same, but like this, you're not even meeting him where he's at. He was on Clubhouse. It wasn't even nobody in Clubhouse just disagreeing. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not meeting him where he's at. You you went above and beyond. You you pushed the envelope. Mm-hmm. It's mob mentality. That's what they, they talk about. It just kind of snowballs. So I'm just pushing it a little bit further. It's like, okay. Let's get outside of the internet. Let's say somebody starts approaching him. Okay, maybe it. Let's say somebody approaches him behind Beyonce when he's out amongst, you know what I'm saying, in the world. Ain't no telling how that shit gonna play out because he live in Florida. Yeah. And they open crazy. care. And they open mm-hmm. care around that bit. Mm-hmm. So just imagine somebody getting down because they didn't approach him about goddamn uh formation. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, like, I would hope that people wouldn't, like, in their freedom because of Beyonce. But we know how people come behind Beyonce. Like, I can't get I can't get past that. We know how people come behind her. But I just feel like it is our responsibility to be the voice of reason in this situation. Not just saying that 
not just give commentary on what people do, but to really like analyze the situation, give an objective critical analysis of it that, hey, we see what you did. I can understand why you believe that was the thing to do. But it is, I feel like, even this small platform that we have to say, but that's still not right, if we believe that. Okay, that's what I'm going to say. You know how people come behind Beyonce. <laughs> that's what I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. Like, I like you can't control other people. I can only control me. Yes, we have this podcast. I have a voice. What I'm going to say is all I can control is me. And I'm not going to go leave no review. And if Trick Daddy has a, a, a opinion about Beyonce, wow. But also, like, you know how they come behind Beyonce. So, all right. I'm talking about Solange ain't even say shit, man. Jay-Z ain't even say shit. Because who finna, who finna sit there and acknowledge Trick Daddy? Obviously, the Beehive. They, they... I mean, the Beehive finna come, like, because that's the thing. Like, when you got to follow him, you ain't got to... You ain't gotta do nothing, cause your folks gonna, your folks gonna come behind you. Fucking, I ain't gotta say nothing. It's the fucking mob. That's I don't what the have fuck to say is. None. It's the fucking mob. All right, so talking about people being disrespected. Disrespected. I don't know if you guys have been sleeping on the rock, but one of our young greats, should we say, has uh been in the media lately, and I want you to hear this uh. Play it for him. It comes from Netflix has a new series called This Is Pop, and I just watched this episode, which is fucking phenomenal. It's episode two, but I want you guys to hear this. I heard a story about you and Usher on an airplane. <sighs> <laughs> we were actually going to the 2013 BT Awards and we were all in first class and uh, I went to sleep I was awakened by um, by the flight attendant she said I should more like to talk to you in the back so I got up and went back and it was like uh, you know how's everything going quick small talk no big deal and uh, it was like man I want to tell you something man like, what's, what's, what's good? I thought he was about to tell me something real. He sounded real concerned. He was like, man, you kind of, kind of fucked up music. I didn't understand. Usher was my friend. He was like, ah, man, you really like, you really fucked up music for real singers. Literally at that point, I couldn't listen. Is he right? Did I, did I fuck this up? Did I fuck up music? And I and that is the very moment. And I I don't even think I, I realized this for a long time. That's the very moment that started like a four year depression for me. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so that was what Usher was referencing at that point in time was um, T Pain's use of auto tune. Yes. And so he, they were on the plane, woke him up, said, hey, you fucked up music because auto-tune was taking off and everybody was using it. And so for y'all that don't know, the very few that don't know, um, auto-tune is a software program that they created that when you sing, it puts you in tune. It automatically puts you in tune. And uh, the way that T-Pain, it was first used in... um, 
on a large scale with shares believe do you believe in love after love so that was where it was kind of like introduced to like the mainstream and t-pain just kind of took it to another level and he kind of used it in a way in which kind of distorted per se his voice and you know that's like you know some bartender stuff. We know T Pain's music, and we know yeah. what it is. We, we've all sang it to I a fucking T-Pain. fan. So, what's your opinion on T Pain's story? You know what's funny is they said the flight attendant. Like, can we start here? The flight attendant had Usher had the flight attendant wake T Pain up mm-hmm. out of his sleep in first class. To go to the back to talk to Usher. Was Usher in, in, in the main cabin with the rest of us? Oh, my God. I didn't even fucking think about Did you shit. think about that? Because T-Pain said the flight attendant, like, if you was in first class, you can come Because this was, me. like, 20, what did say, 2013? Yes, 2013. BT, they had the BT Awards. He said that the flight attendant woke him up to go to the back to talk to Usher. Why was Usher in the back? Because he specifically used the term first class. So, so we're not we're not assuming PJ. We don't think this is this is a private jet. No, Usher this was back commercial. there. With, Usher was sitting next to me. <laughs> he he might have been in comfort, hey, Delta Comfort or something. God, he in the exit row. They had to ask him, like, in the case of an emergency, are you willing to allow these people to help them out? Like, Usher, you I need a verbal agreement. Say yes. You was next to me. I had the window. I was Usher. Hey, look, that's Raymond? why. Hey, look, that's why he had all that smoke for T Pain because he got his ticket too late and he got there walked past his ass on mm-hmm. his way to his seat. Man, because he had to sit in the Because you, you got that? He said, I was in first class. The first flight attendant woke me up and told me go, to go back and talk to Usher. This is just imagine T Pain sitting in the seat in first class. All cool. Got his little blanket over him, his little pillow. And Usher got his little hand. Uh, luggage going right past T Pain, like motherfucker. This motherfucker ain't even got no number one hit. Look at he this. He can't shit. even sing for real. He can't even sing for real. Look. <laughs> Ooh, Usher. Look now when he got around to now when he got around to the nitty gritty. Now we understand what Usher was going was on because he had to sit in, mm. in back there with me. He over there back then, damn fourteen F. That's what that fuck he was fucked up. He was, he was fucked up about. He like, hey, excuse me, flight attendant. Excuse, excuse. Can not, you go wake up T Pain? Excuse me, T Pain. Tallahassee Pain. Tallahassee. Mm-hmm. He, 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 guy dress can you go wake him up he up there like on the other side of that curtain tell, tell him to come back here cause I can't cause you know when you sit in first class the, the curtains are closed no I, I don't know you never sat in first class I've never been first class I've done it once how the fuck you do that shit okay very short story to upgrade my seat it was like maybe $75 so you I you pay $75 to upgrade your, oh never mind go ahead and tell your story yes from Seattle to Huntsville I oh that's that. a long ass flight I get that and um so I upgraded my seat I had ex- I had no idea what to do. Like, when they come around and brought the hot towels, I'm looking at my neighbor like, what am I supposed to do with that? What are you talking about? I honestly don't know what to do. <laughs> what are you, so, what like, are you supposed to do with it? Because people be wiping their face and stuff, but I was like, I ain't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, That's what happened on the other side of the curtain? Yeah. Like, so when you first sit down, they offer Wait, you. Wait, time out. I just want to point out that there's probably so many listeners right now that be in first class and they are laughing their I ass know. off. Because they like, these niggas, look at these they poor. They ain't never I, nowhere. So, they ain't know they was listening to a broke listen, podcast. <laughs> so when I upgraded my seat, I was like, let me make sure I'm dressed like I'm going to first class. I hope wore these, these boots. I had these, like, these boots that I had on. I didn't even think about if you were in first class, yo, you definitely, like, because, look, airport fit is already a thing. Mm-hmm. Like. I'm not wearing no bonnets at the airport. Oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. If you don't understand airport fit, that means you really aren't aspirational at all. You don't have any aspirations. 
But those who understand airport fit already, I didn't even like. I didn't even. I wouldn't even think about like first class. I might wear. I might wear a suit. Yeah, I was. I was. I had on this cute sweater, jeans, and some some nice like knee high boots, whatever. And I sat next to this guy that was like the district manager for something. And then like you know, I told him what I did, and like he was like, oh okay, cool. So like I kind of fit in, right? Yeah. So like they like when they brought around the towel. So when you first sit down, you you get on the plane. They ask you if you want anything to drink. Nobody else was drinking because I already like, hey, turn up. And I was like, no, no, no. I got to act like I belong. So I was a regular. Then uh, once the plane kind of took off, whatever they say, you know, when you book your first class ticket, you get to pick your meal. Can you get, I eat up there? Yeah, you get like full meals up there. So it was breakfast. I took like an early flight, so it was a breakfast. And they were like, okay, go ahead and pull your tray table out. I didn't know how to pull the table out. Like, <laughs> Wait, tell me, it don't just fall down? Like no, the... it was like you got to like do something weird to pull it out and flip it down. But I was like, the man the man next to me was very helpful. I appreciate him because like, I was up there trying to flex like I had been up there, but I ain't know how. So he flipped my table out for me and everything. So they bring around the hot towels. I'm looking around, everybody like, what y'all doing with it? <laughs> like, do I wipe my face? Is it for my hands? Like, what's it for? Right. So people started putting on their face. So I was like, oh, but I had makeup on. So I think I just wiped my hands, but they're uh-huh. cool. Um, you know, I told me to flip my table out, did that. I think I was drinking mimosas or something like that. Like, But I made sure like I was drinking while I was on the plane because you're not going to be in first class and not drink. Oh, I'm about to get fucked up. So like I was up there drinking whatever, talking to the guy next to me. But it was like, like when I do things, I like to act like I belong. You know what I'm saying? But when right. I couldn't flip that table, I was like, can you help me, sir? But have... yeah, so T Pain was up in first class. He was in T Pain class. It sounded like Usher was back in the back where I usually sit. Dang. He was in Delta Comfort. <laughs> he, was in like, G- he was in Gym Pop. He was he was in the bag. Damn. Talking about, can you go up there and wake him up? Damn. Me? Usher couldn't even walk up there. <laughs> well, he can't go on the other side of that curtain either. Because <laughs> they got their own bathroom and everything. They're like, yeah, I'm, I'm, excuse me, Mr. Raymond. Um, I don't think you're. So, okay. So. He didn't call T-Pain back there and said, mm-hmm. hey, whoop-de-whoop, whoop-de-whoop. I'm a real singer. You're not. And I just want to let you know that. Such a bully move. So how do you feel about that? Like, what's your thoughts on that? I hate that it sent T-Pain into, like, this depression. Like, okay. Usher had his opinion about what was going on, about how he felt about the music industry and what T-Pain was doing to it. Mm-hmm. But you never know what your words can do to somebody. Like, you said this man's in depression for four years. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think like I saw some stuff today with some of men's mental health or something like that. I'm glad he's still here to tell the story. So, in a while, shit is like the way the first time I heard this shit, everything made so much sense because if you were here for it, like we were. You remember like T Pain being like that nigga. Yes. Like I was listening to Kiss Kiss today. Great. I went home from the gym. Great music. Like that lovey dovey. So fucking Epiphany was fire as shit. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So when he told the story, I was just imagining like you're not hearing this criticism from just Joe Blow off the street. Exactly. It ain't us. You're hearing it from who? Usher. Usher, who, and you got to, of course, it's yeah, just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, and this was, yeah. oh, and this was after, yeah, so you already know the writing's on the wall. Mm-hmm. 
kind of like you know like kind of like when Beyonce like you already knew Beyonce was gonna be Beyonce early in her career. Mm-hmm. You knew Usher was like the man, the man mm-hmm. at that time, and this man is telling you, you, hey, you fucked shit up. You're not not even saying you fucked shit up. You're not even a real singer. You're not a singer. For that real. was such a bully move on Usher. Like I want to kind of hear what Usher got to say. Honestly, it made me look at Usher sideways mm-hmm. because I don't like shit like that. Because the, I don't know if because I'm trying to figure out what prompted that. Is it that you were nervous about? Sound like it. He sound like a, a hater, secret yeah, hater. Ain't it's no, that's that ain't nothing but some hate, but a hate move. Because it sounds like you're nervous about, like, damn, bro, like, people really fucking with you. You really out here moving units. You really that guy right now. I don't know if I can be that guy. Let me go ahead and put put, put a couple rocks in your socks and goddamn slow it's you down a little bit. Sent him into depression for four years because T-Pain probably looked up to Usher like, you know, you come in, you be like, you know, it's a respect thing. Like, mm-hmm. okay, Usher being here, I respect him. And then for somebody I respect to tell me, like, I ruined music. Right. And the thing is, and he said, like, the way he said it, he was like, he didn't even realize it at the time. So, and that's how I know I truly believe it, because it's one of those things where, all right, Usher said I wasn't a singer. What do I have to do to be a singer? What do I have to change about me in order to make Usher happy, to make him, to, like, he's not even worried about his own success. It doesn't matter how many records he did so He's trying to figure out how do I garner Usher's approval? Mm-hmm. And it's just like I can easily see how that happens, and it's like because you think about it, you made it to where you're at, to where you're even in this conversation with Usher, off of doing what you feel like is right. You went against the grain. You mm-hmm. said, "Hey, I think this is this is how I want to sound. This is the music I want to make. Everybody fucks with it." And you finally up here. You went first class. He ain't coach, but you went first class. Cause that's what it sounds like. Like we ain't got no proof, <laughs> but the fact that Usher had to send us Usher a was flight. behind. He, he was behind. Yeah. We just know that. But the fact that, like, oh, you in this company, but now it's, like, money and, and, and like, power and respect and all that shit, like, it kind of, like, doesn't matter because you, like, you're one-on-one with a person. Mm-hmm. You've met your idol, and when he tells you something, it hits different. Mm-hmm. So you like, damn, bro. So because we remember T-Pain's music kind of, like, just disappearing. Mm-hmm. Like for no reason, like it just didn't really. We couldn't really understand what happened. Yes, I mean, I I really want to see Usher respond to this. I hope that he kind of does, cause Nah, Usher probably thinking, "Fuck, I ain't know he remember that shit." That's probably what Usher think. Like, damn, I did. I remember doing that shit. Yeah, like. But also, you know, T Pain actually defend defends Usher. Like he's not shitting on Usher. He's just. Retelling a story about okay. what happened. Mm-hmm. He's not saying Usher's a bad guy. He yeah. fucks with Usher and all that shit. But that's for me to say that Usher was a fuckboy for that shit. Yeah, it sound it sound real haterish. It's super haterish. Like nigga, start- imagine you fucking sleep. That's another thing. T Pain was a fucking sleep. He had somebody go wake him up out of his sleep to tell him like, "Hey, by the way, Usher said you ruined the music." <laughs> right. You're not a real singer. No, and imagine that walk back. Like when he had to go back he had to, to first, first class, back like, to first class from the back of the plane by the bathrooms. He had to, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Mm-hmm. He had turns to do side. Yeah, turn to the side, get all the way up there just to get comfortable in his first class seat that Usher isn't in and be like, damn, 
that nigga back there said I sucked. I mean, in in in, in the regular seating. <laughs> and basic then told me I ain't shit. And I believe him. So I don't know, but um I don't wanna tell you guys where like things kinda changed for T Pain because it was in this the episode of uh This Is Pop on Netflix. So definitely go watch that. It's really good. This is Pop episode two. It really goes into deep about auto tune and whoop-de-whoop, whatever. So, but we about to take our first break. We're going to restructure this second part after talking about Jasmine Sullivan, and we'll be back with y'all in a second. All right, guys. So, I don't know if you're like me, but I be on TikTok all the time now, mm-hmm. laying in the bed, using the bathroom, whatever. I just scroll through. And Black TikTok has decided to go on strike. And the other people, they're confused on what to do. Meg the Stallion came out with a song. What's it called? That shit. There we go. And she literally says, hands on my knees. Shaking her on my thigh stuff. Shit, whatever. Okay. People are literally on TikTok. TikTok. Last time I saw my grandma. TikTok <laughs> waving her arms in the air. Literally not She's even literally listening. giving you the directions on what to do. And people are deciding like, Let's make up dances because Black TikTok is showing people we do this and y'all mm-hmm. come, y'all steal our dances, and then y'all go viral. Right. So they, they were get like, all the opportunities and get on the uh, night shows. And- yes. So they said, Mm-mm, y'all figure it out. And baby, when I tell you they are struggling, struggling. And there was another one. Um, that's where it started. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was another one for this other song. I cannot remember what it, it was. A girl, a white girl. She, she. I did. saw her on Twitter. You talking about the girl like oh. by herself in the brown? Yes. Oh my god! Look what she doing? Oh. I listened to it on mute at first, and I was like, "What's wrong?" I wish. I swear, if y'all follow me on Twitter, it is on my. No, I'm. We're going to repost it to. I mean, we're going to retweet it. Repost. We're going to retweet it to the Black Heart page. Yes. I I was wheezing laughing because the girl does like this dance and I'm just like watching. I'm like, well, this is weird. Cause I, I, I watched with no context. I was like, what the fuck's she doing? I watched shit and I go just to like, you know, read the comments. Bruh, when I saw the four black girls that did what she like that actually did what was supposed to be done and the extreme contrast between the two, I could not stop laughing because like oh this what that was supposed to be it is night and day when i say the most unseasoned dry mayonnaise shit i've seen but we're gonna put it on the what you call it um on the black card so yeah well i'm glad that the blacks are pretty much taking their power back it's the creative say uh-uh y'all figure it out right and i think it Brands need to kind of understand. Oh, what I do appreciate, um, Natasha Bedingfield. She's been uh doing. That's that's Burr's favorite TikTok, y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need like four more. Pe- All right, listen. This is a this is a what you call it. I need like four more people to come to come and do that dance with me. I want to do it. I want to learn it. I need somebody to teach me. So I can 
do the standing in the You not hear the joy in my voice? Like you don't want me to have that? I'm gonna do it with you. Bet. I'm gonna do it with you. If you find some folks, so we we gonna like. I don't have what we need. We need like what three more. What are we gonna do with it? Ooh. I don't know. It's kind of hot outside. Yeah. Listen, Burger gonna want to do it over and over. I'm not finna go outside and do listen, that. Listen, listen. Don't do it if you're not gonna do it right. All right. Oh, first of all, you don't even know the dance. That's besides the point. That's how the back end. Oh wow. <laughs> but okay, so. You brought up Jasmine Sullivan. I'm so, well, I brought up Jasmine Sullivan, and you brought up, like, what was on her story. And it is fucking hilarious. So go ahead and, like, fill the listeners in on what we're talking about. All right. So, y'all, Jasmine Sullivan dropped a new song actually today at, like, noon. And so leading up to the song, she did a story where, or she did one of those, like, ask a question type things to her followers. And the question was, so what's the craziest thing you've ever done for someone with great sex? And the followers came through with like content that I couldn't even begin to be like, like to understand. We want to read some of these out to you and just, I, I don't know. You want to go first? No, you go ahead. Cause I felt like you were over there laughing already before we nah, got I'm started. A, I'm going to wait on that one. I'm going to wait on that one. <laughs> she said I would donate plasma and give him the money to help him pay his rent <laughs> the funny thing about that is one of my LBs used to donate plasma to make money while we was online if like hazing was a thing that we needed money it would be but it was so funny that I read it cause I was like I did used to think like hmm I wonder how much they get paid for that plasma listen Somebody said they sold their eggs to pay his jail bond. <laughs> so another one said they gave him their kidney while they was on diet because he was on dialysis. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine you done gave a nigga your kidney because he piped you down and then it don't work out. Right. Like, sir, no, you have a piece of me. <laughs> Somebody said, got him fired so he could be home more often <laughs> to lay the pipe. Uh, Somebody uh, said, went to jail three times, ma'am. No, okay. I'm going to tell you, this was the one, like, this the one, this was from a guy. And this the one that had me so fucking weak. Like, I was so tickled by this shit. <laughs> he put, where's the crowbar in her door so she think <laughs> that it was a burglar? Smashed for six months. <laughs> Like, <laughs> you fake broke into this my house. This For what? He kept it. He kept it. He kept it. Like, Imagine, he came back and solved the case. He like, hey, baby, you always had these marks on the door jam. <laughs> oh, you don't need to stay alone. I'll stay with you. <laughs> Just listen, pull strands of my hair out to leave around his apartment and car for his girlfriend to find. Oh, bro. 
Oh shit! Now this was crazy. He said, "Let him drive my boyfriend's car for the entire six months. My boyfriend was deployed." And the folks be out there across that water. <laughs> Damn, ain't no telling what's going on over here. It's so it's so many. It's that's the thing. It's so many. Listen, Mo, my sixty-two-year-old neighbor's yard because the head was so good. <laughs> Somebody else said. My car broke down and I walked two miles. When I saw that, I said, "You walked where? She walked two outside miles to get to, bro. It's cr- like <laughs> my Jasmine, was, ma'am. You, I'm sorry, bro, but I was still stuck on this goddamn crowbar. <laughs> like, okay, cause y'all, like, as a woman. Like, you know, you do be kind of scared staying at home by yourself. <laughs> so, like, if somebody wears your crowbar, I would be like, oh, no. Oh, like, because no. it is scary. Like, I remember one time somebody came to my house and knocked on the door, and mm-hmm. I was scared. The first thing you do, you go call whoever your friend is at the time. Mm-hmm. You go pull up. It was that nigga, nigga knocking, <laughs> goddamn, and telling you, oh, y'all be in about 20 minutes. He's just circling the block for a little while. Man, listen. <laughs> I was so mad about that because I was like, why would you? I was up watching Power, and like for some reason in my apartment, I didn't have no co- no curtains, mm-hmm. so you could see my TV on. So you could probably see the like the light. Yeah. So they were in the neighborhood, and they came and knocked on the door, and I was like, you know, I'm watching Power. They over there killing people. I'm uh-huh. like, always oh, Lobos. <laughs> I'm finna die. They finna get. I mean, ain't no drugs in my house, but they finna get me. <laughs> it's it's all with <laughs> like. I was so scared. I'm sitting in my covers like, waking up in the morning. <laughs> Think about so many things. Man, it's so funny. Come man, it's, it's the lengths. That people will go. Right. Whoa, now. Listen. Like, the lengths. That people will go to lit. <laughs> He put it down. Not to, nah, we ain't gonna get in the personal story. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Nah, we ain't gonna do that. Y'all, Mm-mm. we folk y'all, we'll folk y'all like that, like that. Listen, now if y'all wanna pay the money for the Patreon, I'm just saying, we don't have a Patreon yet. Listen, and we gonna get one. You know what? Because that's what we gonna do on Patreon. On Patreon. We didn't have like Zoom live sessions, like not even like record. Because I mean, if it's not recorded, it's right? Whatever. True. So, yeah, when we start this Patreon and we get that uh, unfiltered talk, that's what's going to happen on that Patreon. So, y'all heard it here. Like, we've been thinking about getting a Patreon. Like, y'all niggas got that, man. We ain't going to ask for too much. Y'all got $5, man. Two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fuck, I ain't going to do $2. Y'all got $5, man. If y'all, unless y'all send back there with Usher, man. <laughs> <laughs> and coach you. <laughs> I ain't going to lie. I do the exit row. I, I choose the exit row every time. I'll be back in coach. Mm, I yeah think, I, i'm always in coach like i flew in first class one time when it was like not because with the first class thing i had already paid for my ticket they were mm. like hey you can upgrade when it was only like 77 dollars, i was like Bet. for the experience yeah but you had a, so so i was listening to kevin on stage and he talked about that and he was just basically saying like for long flights like that he always I mean, well, he he drive, he flies first class anyway now, but he was like, it makes more sense for like those long flights. Mm-hmm. So, because so, like if you flying from here to Atlanta, it makes absolutely zero sense. No, yeah. So like, cause I know, um, so for y'all that don't know, I'm from Seattle, and I flew from SeaTac to like Dallas, 
mm-hmm. which was a pretty lengthy fi- flight. Or maybe it was either SeaTac to Dallas or SeaTac to Atlanta. I think it was Dallas, though. So I remember I stopped in Dallas, I ate, and then from Dallas to Huntsville, it was like one of those puddle jumper planes. Mm-hmm. And they still gave us drinks and stuff, but like them small planes, they don't feed you. Like you ain't gonna get no food. Right. But like if I'm doing a quick flight, I'm not paying for first class. It's not worth it. Right. Because the longest flight I've been, I flew from Atlanta to Hawaii to Honolulu. Oh, yeah. Now that could be first class. Right. And if I was thinking, I should have done first class in mm-hmm. that situation. But uh, <clears throat> anyway, man, I hope y'all enjoyed them stories like I did because boy this the crowbar one got me boy I'm tickled over here so outside of that I'm talking about things going viral there was another one this young lady went viral today on the Twitter and I'm gonna let you guys it's a like a two minute vid she's on this um, I guess it's a podcast called Table for Eight I think is what it is mm-hmm and the thing about this podcast that I really kind of just, like, blows me is, like, it'd be a lot of dumb shit that just goes viral from this shit. It's, like, it's a whole bunch of dummies. Can you remember the dude went viral, like, not too long ago? Oh, so from that dude. same podcast, Yeah. Right? Yeah. It was, I forgot what, it was, it was something about They us. Yeah, but uh, this one... I don't think I think she meant this shit. She so. meant it, but I just couldn't believe that she said it. Right. So I'm playing for you guys. Me. Had a guy get me a Benz before and put me in a loft space and you know set my whole life up differently than what it was normally. And I feel like if you brought me to like this level, and then we didn't work out, but we're still friends. You know, we don't we didn't have beef, and no one cheated. It was just didn't work out. Um, but I still ex- I I wasn't going to move from my space because it didn't work out i wasn't gonna give him back my car because i'm not gonna downgrade my lifestyle because me and you are no longer together and i just feel like if you put me in this space and that was under your budget then what's the difference now you know what i mean you were my girlfriend i was fucking you yeah but i just i was fucking i just you. yeah but i personally feel like no i'm not yeah, moving but see, <laughs> but see what he did was this though he gave you the upgrade but part of that upgrade is because you're with me Yes. You understand? So, so let me just go though. So we didn't work out, me and you didn't. You feel me? So I'm supposed to keep paying your loft and keep paying your bins. Now I get it. You're a true boss if you do that, and that's the the vibe we're getting. But Jazz, no, it's just I'm not moving, and you, you're gonna have to if deal you with it. Either way, you have to deal stay with, with me. If not, go see what's out there. Oh, so then that. So then if that's the case, so yeah. you want me to stay with you for these items and use you, basically. Not for them. If you want to live like this, it come with being with me. Okay. So, so then so then you would prefer a woman to just stay with you for her items and her lifestyle. My lifestyle is now contingent. My current new lifestyle that you upgraded me to is now contingent on me being in a relationship with you, and that's the only way I can have it in this moment. Then what then stops should, me from just staying with you Jazz, for that? You want him to keep your lifestyle up, keep paying your bills, keep you on that same upgrading level. No, you were dating a man that had money, so dating him came with a lifestyle. But if we're not working and our love is dead, I don't owe you to keep paying your, your car note and I'm your mortgage. Entitled. I'm not entitled to. Now, if I'm that rich, then okay. But realistically, that isn't really my job. You should find you a man like me and upgrade to him and, and keep your but lifestyle. But that, that takes time. So I just feel like if someone had me on a certain pedestal, you're not just because I we no longer working you're not just gonna rip the pedestal from me like or i'm gonna feel a type of way and just as petty and ruin them things i'm gonna ruin the car i'm gonna trash the house sponsor you sponsor you until you move on not until i move on but give me you know until i 
So, in a nutshell, she fucking with dude. Dude gets her a car and a place to live. And say, like, hey, you upgraded me to these things. And when things don't work out between them, he like, I bet you're going to have to get on the fuck up out of here. And I'm going to need my car. And she feels like that's wrong. So, you as a, a black woman, <laughs> as a... As a strong black woman, what are what are your thoughts? What are your opinions on this? When I heard it, that was wild to me because, mm-hmm. okay, so I'm a believe like I don't believe in giving gifts and taking them back, but mm-hmm. I suppose if you're in a relationship and you decide to pay your girl's rent in her car note, when the relationship is over, I don't think there should be expectation for that. Mm-hmm. Bill to be continued to be paid because okay so if me and what's my man name Puffy Puffy if me and Puffy are going together I'm Puffy, sorry y'all gonna think that's real Puffy let's go Sean me and Sean Sean is paying my bills Sean is paying for Sean is paying my mortgage mm-hmm. Sean is paying my car note okay me and Sean break up. Mm-hmm. It's very weird for me to think that Sean is going to continue to pay those things because if Sean goes off and starts dating Keisha, Keisha gonna have a problem with him still supporting me. Right, that makes a good point. Or, like you know, imagine me and Sean break up. He's paying the mortgage. I start dating somebody else, and some other man comes in my house, and the mortgage is being paid by somebody I used to deal with. Mm-hmm. Like that makes no sense to me. I didn't understand. I, I really wasn't following, like, her at all. Her logic? No. There was no logic. No, there wasn't. You know what she kept saying that just fucked with me a little bit? What was Not that? fucked with me. I don't want to use the term fucked with me. But it was just like, it was like, you're dumb. When she said, like, you upgraded me to this level. So by your own admission, you're saying that the only reason you're at whatever this level or this status is. So let's say she was driving a... Honda Accord, no offense to the Accord drivers out there. And let's say, like, boom, you fucking with, with, with guy, you fucking with Sean, and he done put you in the, you know, in the range, he put you in the Benz, you know, the Beamer, you know, whatever. He done put you in something nice. He wanted his lady, you know, whipping. You got there because of him. Mm-hmm. You had nothing to do with that. You were in that Accord chilling. And for whatever reason, he found favor on you and put you in this. But it's wild. It's like the level of entitlement that is like now you feel like you deserve this. It also made me look at Sean sideways, too, because I'm like, now, Sean, did she give no signs that she was this type of woman that like. Now, wait, 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 wait. The only reason I say wait is because there are men. Well, I don't want to I don't make it too derogatory. Because there are men that are afforded and blessed with opportunities that they can facilitate these kind of things. Mm-hmm. They make this kind of money. They can, you know what I'm saying? They uh-huh. can do that shit. So I'm not going to kick a nigga back in just because that's how he decides to spend his money on. And especially in this situation, who is his woman? Mm-hmm. He want his woman riding clean. That's fine. You know what I'm saying? Because at this time, they are in a relationship. So I'm not even too tripping about that. It's the idea that she gets to keep it when she leaves. Because in my head, I'll be thinking like, okay, like 
you always hear about when people break up, they, hey, I'm finna bring this this box of stuff over mm-hmm. back over to their house or they stuff. To the left, to the like, left. Why would you think that you're finna keep the car and the place and the lifestyle that you had with one person? Cause you, and y'all done broke out. Like, I mean, like, I know. Well, I don't know because I've never been there. But I think when people get married, a lot of times if you end up getting divorced, sometimes people have to fund the lifestyle. Like if the woman wasn't working, that man has to be like has to give money to alimony. Yeah. Alimony to fund the lifestyle that she had created Mm -hmm. or that was created while they were married. Y'all not married. Right. So if y'all break up. And if he's paying, I'm, I'm assuming if he's paying the car note on that car, the car is probably in his name. You know what's interesting? What? This is the, literally the exactly the same thing what happened with Quavo and Sweetie with yes. that, uh, what's call it? with that, um. Bentley? Mm-hmm. With that Bentley. You know, and people was at Quavo all kind of sideways about taking the Bentley back. I'm just not a, because here's what's weird to me. I'm not a believer in giving gifts that you have to take back. Like now, if my car is broke, busted, and disgusted, if I'm driving a let's let me say I'm driving my my uh college car. I had a Toyota Echo. That thing had three doors because one of them somebody backed into one of the doors, but it was on campus, so <laughs> they acted like it ain't happened. And then the girl was from Birmingham, and she was supposed to pay for it out her pocket, but then she answered the phone. It just was a lot. All right, so, I don't. That's exactly what she did. So, I'm driving that. My man got money. He decided to upgrade me to something else. We break up. I done sold whatever car or got rid of it. I don't know. Now what? I guess that's where she probably ain't got nothing. She probably don't. But, but like, that's her fault. Right, because that, that's what I'm saying. People were, were kicking Quavo's back in when he took the Billy back. And but that's exactly what we're talking about now. It's like they ain't together. The why? Why the fuck? Nah, man. The the, the Billy is a part of me. And I'm right. a package deal. I yeah. think that's kind of weird to like. And even like with those type of gifts, it would be hard for me to accept. Like unless like okay, are we? How serious are we? Because you're not finna come and snatch this car from me while I'm on my way to work. Because you know what? Yeah. I actually feel like. In, in in a Quavo and Sweetie situation, what mm-hmm. would be the like righteous thing to do? Mm-hmm. Give it back. Like yeah. like you for like you kind of for like you knew you forced him to come take this car back to repossess it. You know what I'm saying? Or even an old girl like you can't. It's crazy to believe that because in this, in her situation, we can believe that. She feels like she's old this just because of her looks. Because mm-hmm. obviously, because it's another thing that I was thinking. You ain't did shit the whole time this man is funding. If he's paying for your car and your home, what the fuck are you doing? He wasn't working. Just imagine if somebody was to take care of your home, pay your mortgage, and your car note. Think about how much money you would save. Mm -hmm. Or think about what you could do. It literally should have been a situation where, oh, you gone? Oh, don't worry about it. Cause I stack money to the bread. I mean, I, I mean, I stack bread to the ceiling since she was, since she was what you call it, since she was goddamn funding everything. I just say, I just pocketed that. Exactly, leave it in account. And the crazy thing is, so I'm like, so you was with him, and you, you know, what I'm saying whoop de whoop. 
you should have been, I mean, I hate to say it like this, but you should have been working on that ring. You should have been making sure that relationship, you know what became your job? That man. That man became a job. You should have made sure he was sufficiently happy because he was funding everything that you needed. Because, listen, I would love to hear, the like, the reason why they broke up. Like, oh, yeah. who was who was the reason? Right. But, um, I ain't going to disagree with you, Bird. Yeah, no, she was I, living the life. Right. Don't have no these super, she, she super high morals out of nowhere. Right. And she couldn't afford the life herself. Like, to, to think that you're going to break up with somebody and still get to keep the benefits of that person. Like, imagine, like, I think now, if I'm dating somebody, and I know, like, I am an affirmer. I am very, like, soft and stuff like that. If we break up, I'm not going to be over here still affirming you. Mm-hmm. For what? Like, that's not a financial thing, but, like, you don't still get access to me after we break up? Mm-hmm. They don't work like that? I even, like you said, it's a benefit. You don't leave a job and continue, and, and keep that dental plan. Exactly. <laughs> you think you think you're going to leave and goddamn... You're just going to go ahead and get the breaks. I'm like, oh, yeah, I used to work over at Whoop-de-Whoop mm-hmm. six months ago. They'd be like, what the fuck are you telling us for? Like, yeah, I'm going to need all that. So, I don't know. But, the, you know, the wild thing is that, like, if you look in these comments, mm-hmm. you'd be surprised at how many women are in these comments saying he shouldn't give something if he's going to take it back. Like, these are these bird brains, like, thought process. Like, it's women in this world that are speaking for y'all that are fucking brain dead. Vegetative state. But that, it, I mean, it depends on where you're coming from. Like, there are a lot of women that can provide their own lifestyle. So, like, if you come in and do something for me, it's a plus. But if you weren't here, I could do it for myself. The difference between her and a lot of the people that, like, that I know is that she can't provide that lifestyle for herself. She ain't even trying to. She, even, do you know, did you hear at the end, she was basically saying, like, he should float me along until I find somebody else? Yeah, and I was I was very taken. Like, that was when I was like, nah, see, because, like, I get when people, like, they break up and they live together, and, hey, I gave her, like, a month to figure out where she going right, to figure right. out. Like, but you think that man should just take care of you until you find another man? And that is literally what she said, like, basically until I find another nigga. No, ma'am. These motherfuckers need to go learn a trade, man. She need to go learn how to weld or something. I will, but you know. <laughs> Got that rose in the river. Because <laughs> I just, I was very taken aback by that. Crazy, but uh, I would say good luck to her, but fuck her. Is that a little harsh? It was. Yeah, you, that's just right. how I am. All right. So, you want to read this last one? You want me to read it? I kind of want you to read it. Okay. So, give a lead in on what the page is or what's been going on with the page okay so it is black music month apparently i have not been participating like everybody else however a lot i of, have about to say bird has and a lot of people have actually um been participating in this and basically what it is is somebody came up with a list of just you know every day something to post for the month you can shout out the name of the, um, what you call it? And it is, listen, I'm pulling it up. That's why I'm talking so slow. Music Sermon. At Music Sermon, they got 9,000 followers or 9,000 plus followers, right? So today, they posted something. 
Here goes. It says, so, dot, dot, dot. Some of y'all are entitled AF this year. Hashtag music sermon is one person. It's me, Naima. I know I could have somebody else post the challenge prompts. I chose not to. I never skip a day. And this is free content. One of y'all has already commented both, I know y'all up by now, and day 24 with an exclamation point, shoddy. I have to finish a deadline and then I'll post. But I'm not, but I'm about to start blocking folks because y'all are not going to take the fun out of this for me by making it feel like an obligation. Let's all relax. Six days to go. Those who get it, I appreciate y'all. So she made this post, just kind of letting people know like, hey, chill out. I'm a post. I don't need y'all coming in and trying to force me to post. So I guess, Burr, you can go first. What's your your thoughts on this? All right. So this is my feeling about it. Mm Mm-hmm. I honestly, to the to the core of me, really, really hate when people post shit like that. This is the reason. Mm-hmm. We do this podcast every week, right? Mm-hmm. We don't do this for our health. We really have belief and understanding that this can go somewhere. Mm-hmm. If we have a clip that goes viral, that we just out here... 10, 15, 20,000, whatever, listeners, whatever, we, it is our responsibility to get ourselves prepared and to govern ourselves and like, all right, roll with the punches, roll with the success. Mm -hmm. What it sounds like to me is that, okay, you had this good thing going and people are actually fucking with you. They're supporting you. They like what you do. And now you like, uh-uh, uh-uh, y'all ain't going to be whatever. Like this, it makes people turn off of you. Mm-hmm. What did you do this for then? Like literally, why you, from day one, she had a 30-day, 30, 31-day, 30, I can't remember how many. Yeah. 30-day post about like every day, this is what it's going to be. So you, you were ready. You were prepared. And now you're blaming your... <clears throat> It's almost like a business and we are your customers. This How much is, y'all paying? This is not about payment because what are you doing for then? What are you doing it for then? What explain explain to me, okay, fuck payment. Give me a reason. What you want? Attention? You got it. You got more attention than you desire. Explain to me why did you do this then? You made that thirty that thirty day list. You said that you were gonna do it. You put it out there for the people. Tell me how the people are wrong. We are, we, you know what I mean when I say customer, just like at work. The customer doesn't, isn't always actually about actual money and pain. You are facilitating the service to the people. Mm-hmm. So, I felt her. Let me tell you why. When you, so I, I mean, and, and I'm, I'm going to tell you this cause I haven't been participating. So I don't know where she started from. She had a lot of followers. If she knew this was going to hit the way that it hit, you know what I'm saying? She put this out, you do something, 
it gets bigger than what you thought it was. One day you don't post at the same exact time as every day and people are out there sweating you. Now, it depends on how you take it. Some people might be like, oh, shoot, people sweating me. Like, put it put it out there. But when people make stuff seem like a job and you got a job to actually pay your bills, it'd be kind of hard to like, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm not sure. Um, I'm going to speak from example. So I'm not going to lie to y'all. I have a, a platform that I run and I have not been as consistent on it because in my, I post like personal stuff on my personal page, but I haven't been consistent as consistent on my, um, this other page just because I don't know. It's just you, there've been time when I first started it, it was like out of fun. Like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm not exactly sure what direction I'm going to go and figure it out. And if people start coming at you like, oh, like, oh, you not posting every day. Oh, you lazy if you don't post every day. You this, you that. And it became like a job that I wasn't getting paid for. Well, I had a job that I had to do, but I was getting paid for. And I put people harassing you about stuff that you're not getting paid for. It's like, huh? Now, maybe in some point or some world, you do uh, owe people what you said you were going to give them. But she also gave like a whole list of what every day would be. So I don't, I don't know. So I don't like people taking the fun out of stuff or not, not the fun, but she said she had a deadline. So it's like, okay, we don't know what's going on in her head. What's going on in her life. But people out here are like, hey, where's day 24 at? Like, where you at? I know you awake now. Like, what's up? But I do, okay. I have two sides. Wait, because, let me take the other side. I, I, let me, oh, well, you want to go ahead? No, I'm just going to say, like, okay, I did on my platform a 30, 30, 30 challenge. It was like a 30 minutes of exercise, 30 minutes of, like, spiritual time, and then 30 minutes of personal development. When I came up with that, before the month even started, I had all 30 days laid out. I posted myself, and I had all the stuff on my phone, so it wouldn't be no issue. Um, Because I know how people are. People were in my comments talking to each other as if I wasn't a real person, which was really weird to me, because I'm like, like I can see y'all. But I think it is when you create, like, as a creative People don't realize when you create something, people feel like obligated to, like you owe them that. Like if you say you're going to do X, you got to show up with X. You said you was going to do it, do it. Mm-hmm. But from the other side, it's like when stuff started feeling like a job and dang, like I, I don't post it as quick as I, as you want to. It's like, dog, like, let me, let me get it out. Well, let me ask you this. Is it not a job? Just because you get paid for it doesn't mean, I mean, of course, something you get paid for is a job. But you, what is your reasoning? What is your purpose? If you're doing it, because even with your page, mm-hmm. you have aspirations for the page because, you know, it might have been, like, people hitting you up. But also, I know you to know that if people, like, on your head the same way folks is on music sermon, 
you're going to get that shit done because that's what the people want. Mm-hmm. You're servicing the people. It's the same thing with this pie. Like, we don't really get it, but if folks was on our ass, like, hey, it's Monday, where the fuck the episode at? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to stay my ass up all Sunday editing because the people are expecting it Monday because I'm servicing the people. I, I'm here. That's why I'm here. Mm-hmm. That's why we do this. If if it was just about conversation, I don't need no fucking laptop. I don't need no fucking, I don't need no mics. Me, you can just sit up here and talk. That's not the point. So in this situation, it's like, oh, people fucking with you and you weren't prepared for it. And let me tell you another thing that why I don't give her any fucking slack or why I feel like it's just bullshit. All it is is literally just a post on the page. Yeah. So like, because that was, that was my thing, like. More than likely, she already came up with her list. So you if, did the hard part. If you've ever, if you've ever batched content before, if you come up with the list, coming up with those random posts is easy. Easy as fuck. It's not like you coming up with like real graphics. It's just words. So I'm assuming she. Pro- I'm hoping she already created all that stuff at the beginning of the month. Cause why not? She probably didn't. She, or, she couldn't have. Or like at the beginning of the week or something like that. Like I know, like when I'm on it with my page, typically. If I'm not doing it at the beginning of the month, I'm doing it at the beginning of the week. Just kind of like coming up with the content for the week when I'm posting. Because I don't have time to come up with content live. Like, I mean, if I do, that's nice. But I'd rather have something I could just post every day and just drop it. That was such a simple thing because you already have all... You made the list at the beginning of the month. There's There are so many apps that will post that shit for you. There are. Like, literally, you don't have to do anything. Right get the post get the caption all that shit but this is what this is the thing about it because i was um listening to somebody i can't remember oh it was kevin on stage but kevin on stage was talking about the music industry mm-hmm. and he was like some other producer or some shit some executive said that the music industry is like 60 percent talent 40 percent other things mm-hmm. basically saying is like you may want to be big in the music industry. It's more than just singing. It's more than that. So you could be a creative. Like, or, or No, he was even talking about podcasts. He was like, yeah, you could be a creative. You can really be be good with, you know, content, whatever. But are you good at editing? Are you are you good at deadlines? Consistency. Are you, are you good at consistent? Are you consistent? Are you, are you responsible? Are you good with your business acumen? When people really, you may want to be this big podcast, but what you going to do when advertisements come around? Are you going to be sure how to do with the ads? How are you, how are you going to be able, or even with your personal person skills when you start negotiating? These are the things that go into this. So it's kind of like the thing with her in this situation is like, I'm 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 just really blown away, and I'm trying to just I'm just blown back, should I say, by what where where are you going at with this? What are you, what's your reasoning? She like I don't know, and like the thing is, maybe she doesn't know. Like I and I'm not trying to make excuses. I know, like I'm not consistent, and so like I pull back when I'm not being consistent. I pull back, and then the hardest part about like not being consistent is jumping back into something. Like when you ain't been back, ran around for a while and come back and be like, hey, I'm back. Because people don't trust your brand anymore. But like, she, like, all she had was a list. Like, so, like, in a sense, like, what is she offering to people beyond a list of like a, some fun? And she said, and then she put in the shit six more days. So literally, that means on day seven, I'm gonna follow your ass. Like, what the, because this the thing, you don't wanna feel as a burden too. Because when I read the shit, 
Like, I was like, you know, I was part of it. Like, I was, I, every day, I've mm-hmm. done something every day. And I, I fucked with it. I fucked with the list. I fucked with where, like, I'm like, okay, I see what she's doing. Like, this is kind of dope. P, other people, you know, Corey. But is she required know, to put it out at a certain time, though? Like, like what? who put that expectation on her? Like She did. How? Because, like, the first 15, 20 came at, like, a relatively, like, earlier part of the day. Like, let's mm-hmm. say 10 a.m., some shit around there. So now it's, like, conditioned. Like, once you kind of get, like, into the groove, you know what I'm saying? Let's say, like, all right, day 12, you start looking like I got to, you know, you have the list. So that's nothing. You have the list. So you've already thought about what you're going to put on there. You just waiting but, on that post. Oh, because this also will happen. You post in your story that song, you'd be surprised how many people in your DMs like, oh, I love that song. That's a good one. You start having dialogue and shit. You're looking forward to it. It becomes a part of your day now, your day-to-day. Mm-hmm. It becomes your part of your habit. So now she out here, you know, 10 a.m. pass, 11 a.m. pass, 12 p.m. pass, 1 p.m., 2, 3, 4. Now it's like... Cause it's just like anything. It's like, hey man, we get late in the day now. I ain't even shit. Is it even purpose of chill June 9th, uh, uh Juneteenth? Shit, that shit was like damn the next day. So like in that situation, would you rather her just be like keep that to yourself if you're not gonna do it at the like early in the morning, or you know like she human? Should she like okay these these apps that post for you, all of them ain't free. So, but there's so many that are free. Which ones? I use that one's like plan something. Planally. Yeah. Is it free though? Yeah, free as fuck. There's so many that are free. This is the thing I can't. Okay, into transition a little bit. She's not a business, but she's offering a service. And this is. It ain't even off service. It's it's some posts. It's a service. We didn't ask for that. We didn't. We didn't say that. We didn't. She sat up here. She sat up here and thought of thirty. Mm-hmm. She did that. She offered thirty. Mm-hmm. She wanted us to buy in. So even if it's not actual currency, there is value in attention. Mm-hmm. I know her. I, I know her. I know her following just shot up. Hell, it, it at least went up one with me. No, say she got nine thousand six hundred fifty-three, and she's only following two seventy-six. So even if we want to make it equitable, like let's say she was following two thousand before, mm-hmm. she gained she gained seven thousand followers just behind this alone, right? Mm-hmm. Wait, now she out here suffering from success because this is the ploy that you you created, you set up, you bashed this up, you thought of thirty different days, thirty different feelings, thirty different categories. She did that. Maybe I need to hear because I was thinking about bringing the thirty 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 back to the officially adulting. Do that shit, but like. I'd have to have something posting for me because. That's what it takes. So, well, to go back to what I was saying is like, this is the, this is one problem I have with like beginning or like, cause you know, being an entrepreneur and having a business. But she's saying entrepreneur and business, like as if she's making some type of money for me. It's not about money because it's yes, th- it is about money. No, it's not. A, well, the reason I say it's not about money. So let's say this podcast make money. We don't make money until we get listeners. You need. You have to acquire the people first. Okay. If this podcast had ten thousand listeners, I can shop this shit around to so many people, and now we're making money. You got to get the people first. 
So that's what I'm saying. It's not always about the actual currency. Or sometimes it might not even be about money, about what position does that put you in. Mm-hmm. So obviously if her page is music sermon, she cares about music. So let's say this post, this one sent her to 30,000 followers, right? Mm-hmm. That might be in her area. Let's say we, we know people in St. Louis and shit like Cleo and them in St. Louis. Like that might put you in a situation that you might be able to like, Hey, I want to partner with you. I want to run with this brand. I want to begin with this radio station because this is what my platform offers to you. So there's a plan in here somewhere. It's something that was desired. But do we know that though? It doesn't matter. Because even with like, it I doesn't about, matter. I think about 30, 30, 30. There's no plan like to, for anything like that. I got a lot. I did get a lot of followers off that. And I was just like, and did I finish the month? Yes. Was it tough? Yes, but I actually had I actually had con- uh, created all the content before the month started, so it wasn't hard for me to like just drop the post. But this is what I'm saying: you prepared. So in that your statement, you prepared yourself for success for that month. Yeah, but that's all you. But that month is all you promised. That's all you said was that month. Mm-hmm. So it's not wrong of the people to hold you to what you said you would do. Oh, because let me tell you something. Like, it's funny because, like, officially adults, like, I used to put up these calendars for the month, right? Mm-hmm. Where I work out with them. That was never supposed to be, like, the big thing. There are people who will message me and be like, um, can I get the calendars for, like, the next three months? But this is the, okay, let's look, but that's the thing, though. And I'll go make them for them, though. Because that's the thing. That is it. You, well, in that situation, you may not have, okay, in my situation, when I made the Africa Bookshelf, I'm, Somebody just sent me an idea, mm-hmm. and I made it happen. I did not know at all that that was going to be my best-selling item. I got a fucking customer list a mile long of everybody just, like, calling me way, like, hey, can I get a bookshelf? Can I get a bookshelf? Can I get a bookshelf? Can I get – if you're going to be in business or if you're going to want something from others, you have to prepare yourself because you're not making – you're not running the show. You are working for them then. Oh, you preaching to me then? It's the, you're not you. You talking about you may have this idea for officially adulting, but if people want calendars, guess what you're doing now? You're making calendars. Mm-hmm. That's what you do, mm-hmm. unless you just want a failing business. I've only made two actual square bookshelves, or better yet, I've only sold two bed frames. That's like me turning people around saying like, "No, I build bed frames. No, I build bookshelves. I build whatever the fuck you want an Africa bookshelf." I build that because that's what y'all paying for. You're right. And that's what I feel like young entrepreneurs and shit got to understand. It's not about how you envision your business. If you truly want to be successful, you work for the people. That is who, that is what happened. Like we talk about this shit. Like we are talking earlier about how people create this thing and they want it to look a certain way. Like, Hey, I got this platform and I'm exclusive and you want to fuck with me and I want to like, it's like they have this image of actually who they want to be. They want to look like this. They Mm want to be this mogul per se. No, they don't. You really don't. You just want attention. Yeah. That's not what you want. You want to work because the thing is, you know what actually the real moguls did? The real people that got success, they fucking grinded. They worked hard. They listened to the people. They understood the people. They went, put like this, they went out here telling the people that they wrong for wanting their product. That's to say, because, you know, like, I think about people like Courtney Adelaide, who did the, um, hair. she had the hair care product she from here. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then she now has like a coffee product, but she goes live often in the mornings, like early in the morning. And she's always like, she's for the people. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the piece that a lot of people are missing is like the people part. Right. You you work for the people, man. So I guess I'm about to get back on officially, though. I'm gonna get back on YouTube. Do this first. Wow, that was so selfish. What? I'm not on officially adulting, so yes, I need you to do this first. Wow. So, hey kids, mom's going to the store again. <laughs> Uncle Q and Uncle Body be back a little more often. Right. <laughs> you want to be on the show? Because <laughs> mom's out here. She's out, she's out here uh, finding her dreams or whatever. I mean, no, it's just sitting down and finding, you know, like doing what I need to do. No, nah, like, like for real, no. Like, because I think for me, uh, like one of my challenges is like people did kind of take the fun out of it for me at first. Mm-hmm. And then like my workload is less now. It's different, I will say, um, than what it was before. Before in my old position, like I just used to be just tired when I got off. Like I would be like, okay, I'm going to record on Monday. And then I get off on Monday and I would be like, like, I don't know, like bird. And I know if I'm too tired to record, like we're not going to record because mm-hmm. it, it ain't no point. Cause I just like, I'm no good. And like, I would try to force myself and it'd be bad. And then like, next thing you know, like, okay, it's like one week, two week, three next week, next thing you know, it's two months and I ain't posting that. And I'm like, and then you get to the point where like, how do I reintroduce myself? How do I stay consistent? But you just got to want it. Like you gotta, you, you literally have to want it, like, like I said. So, because I look at things like this, it's like being is 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 blessed that it has really good business, as in people request, mm-hmm. you know, products from B and H. But also, what is, and this is how I truly believe, what I truly think. People don't give a fuck about my about my real life. They don't give a fuck about my like in reality. Mm-hmm. If I talk to somebody and they're like, "Hey, I want this by August 12th. Mm-hmm. they don't give a fuck if my mama, daddy, auntie, cousin, all the people can fall off the face of the earth. That's and not not only do they not care, it's not saying that they're heartless, but I also believe that that's none of their business. Yep. And I'm not saying none of their business as in it's. You don't go to any other business and give a fuck about anything else going on. If you go to fucking Longhorn and they supposed to be open, and you pull on that door and it's locked, you don't get you like you don't give a fuck about like hey whether the driver one of the trucks got sick. What the fuck you mean? Get that truck here. Where my salmon at? Exactly. You know what I'm saying. So where my goddamn Parmesan crust chicken at? You know. So. You got to understand that that's your side. So that's what music sermon isn't understanding. You're not on the other side of the fence anymore. You are providing a service to the people because you said you wanted to. And obviously you want to be, you wanted to, to do something. You wanted to go somewhere with it. You Hey, you created a dope product and you didn't even know it. And you weren't prepared for the success that came with it. But it's not. Because people are going to be on you about On your it. ass. But that is a good problem. Yeah. Do you know how I many like people really be like at me like, "Hey man, I hit you up. I e-, like do you know I emailed you forever ago about it. This that the third I called you about a block. Hey, I get that all the time. That's a great problem to have. Mm-hmm. They want me. 
Now imagine if everybody I talked to, I said, "Man, I got a real job. I got something else to do." I, you don't hit, I don't hit my customers like that. I said, "Hey, my apologies, man. I'm gonna work with you. I'm gonna try to get you the best I can. We'll work some out. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. Because I, I want them to want me. Because mm-hmm. I do want them. And that's how I think. Like people gotta understand. Like, hey, if you want to be an entrepreneur, or if you don't want to be a person of the people, a servant of the people, don't." Ain't nobody begging. Ain't nobody begging for people in these in these spaces. This man preaching. If you don't want to officially adult, don't. <laughs> Berg, I'm a man. Like, what you doing? Creating content for my stuff. And I'm like, it's, I just you gonna be here at five thirty, right? That's all. I, that's all five, I'm gonna ask. I ain't never been here at five thirty. Nah, let me tell you this. Let me say. Eight. <laughs> Did you see how I didn't put a time today? I said once I get dressed, I'll be over there. There was no time. I was not. I'm not gonna put myself in a box, bro. April told me like, "Hey, I'm up for my nap. I'm about to get dressed. I'm about to be on my way." It took her over an hour. Listen to get here. Let me tell you what and happened. Keep in mind, you only live twenty minutes. Yeah, twenty minutes. Twenty minutes. So the first like when I sent that for like fifteen twenty minutes, I was sitting there on TikTok. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> Then I had sat down so long that my leg had fell asleep. And then I got up and then I was like, okay, let me put some clothes on. And I was like, I just grabbed this little, you know, little lounge set, whatever. Then I was like, oh, let me put these little dishes up real quick because I'm going to get my sink out. Because I know I'm not going to want to do them with my sink later. Oh, let me pull the trash up. Like, it just be like a lot of little house stuff that like. Cause now, like y'all, in real time, it's eleven oh seven. When I get home, I'm not pulling the trash up. And I just want y'all to know, we've been doing this weekly for over a year. And Bird don't give no time. So when I get here, we and then plus when I get here, we sit here for like a couple hours. What's my response when you ask what time? I live here. So clearly, you don't mind. So I get here when I get here. If it bothers you, say that. No, being lied to bothers me. I'm not lying. I did. I give you a time. I said I'm finna put some clothes on. I'll be over that way. All you right. You don't know how long it take me to put clothes All on. All right. Remember that when that nigga don't lie to you. Huh? That's a nigga lie. What did I put some clothes on? No. That did I tell you a time? That whole hey, I ain't tell you no time. I didn't. I told tell you, you I was gonna be on. Hey, 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 hey. That's fine. On whenever that nigga, whenever that nigga tell you that same shit, that same logic. That's why I don't let nobody tell me no no <laughs> stuff like that. I'll be like, uh, uh-uh, what time? What time? Say so self But anyway, man, that's been another episode of the Black Card Podcast. Um, if you want to follow us on socials, it's at t h e b l x c k c a r d. And the email is T-H-E-B-L-X-C-K-C-A-R-D-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. Um, you got anything for the people? No. <laughs> All right. I'm Bird. I'm April D. And this has been another episode of the Black Heart Podcast. Thank you for listening. And Mama, sorry for cussing. <laughs>